Welcome to the Two Cities Podcast, a podcast about theology, culture, and discipleship. And this is episode 201. In this episode, we are debriefing SPL 2023. Team members on the episode from the two cities include Jennifer Guo, Dr. Madison Pierce, Reverend Dr. Chris Porter, Dr. Logan Williams, and myself, Dr. John Anthony Dunn. So last week, we wrapped up our time in San Antonio at the annual SBL and AAR uh, meetings. It was a lovely time. It was so great to have a good chunk of our team. Almost half of the Two Cities team uh, was there. Wonderful to see everyone. It's such a great time of reunion and hearing wonderful papers and being inspired and educated and loads of wonderful things are, are happening. And so in this episode, we are going to debrief a little bit, talk about some of the papers that we presented, as well as some of our own highlights. And then at the end of the episode, we will play some short interviews that we did with a handful of people in and around the bookstalls uh, at SBL. So let's begin. What were some of the papers that uh, we all presented uh, at SBL this year? I gave two papers. Um, I gave one at IBR, um, which is a really neat session. Um, I got invited to do the scripture and doctrine seminar. And <laughs> uh, it was with, it was a panel with um, Walter Moberly, Kate Sondrager and I, and it was on figural Christologies. And it, I mean, it was a really fun paper to do. Basically I, um, I'm writing, I'm writing a book with my friend Brian Dyer on um, humanity of Jesus in Hebrews. And I basically, um, for both of my papers this year, spun off projects from that. And, um, and they both are loosely related to Hebrews 13. And so the one I gave um, there, the big idea that I said was the big idea is that ritual purity matters to the author of Hebrews. And that the author is more precise than we generally give him credit um, when we when he talks about ritual purity and stuff. And um, and then the kind of like big idea that I was tossing out there was about the presence of the red heifer ritual in Hebrews 13. And then for my SBL paper, um, it was definitely related. I was looking at um, a possibility that there are allusions to Exodus 33 in Hebrews and um, just kind of talking about that tradition more broadly. And I think it's possible that that informs some of what's going on in Hebrews 13 as well. So those are my papers. And then I presided a bunch. So it was a pretty busy conference for me this time around. I had a pretty intense SBL. I gave four papers. I will never do that ever again. I kind of feel like I don't want to present at SBL for another four years uh, after this because I it was it was way too much um but I gave a joint paper with Paul Sloan on Romans 14 arguing that Paul is not addressing questions of Sabbath observance or kosher laws uh, but rather addressing a single topic of food sacrifice to idols uh, and that was received pretty well then I gave a paper on Melchizedek and Mark or 11 key Melchizedek and Mark Eleven uh, Kibbal Kizedek is a Dead Sea Scroll text, um, and I was asking the question basically: Why does Mark's Jesus interpret the word authority in Daniel seven fourteen as the authority to forgive sins? 
when that passage says nothing about forgiveness. So trying to investigate that by comparing it to 11Q13. Um, then I gave, I was on a panel, an AAR panel about um, uh, Israel-Palestine and everything that's going on uh, in Gaza at the moment. Um, that was probably my my highlights. It was it was a very powerful uh, session. And then I gave a paper on uh, one QHA, uh, another Dead Sea Scroll text uh, called the Hodayot, and looked at the clay metaphors in that text, arguing that the speaker portrays himself as a malleable, unfired piece of clay that is being shaped by the hands of the divine potter through the ritual disciplines of the community. Um, so that was called There is Hope for the One that You Have Made from Dust, which is a quote from the text. So yeah, those are my four papers. It was every single day of SBL, <laughs> um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm SBL'd out, but it was a blast. Uh, but it meant that I had to like go to bed at like 10 every day because I had to like, you know, keep getting full nights of sleep because I was presenting every day. But it was great to see you all. That was the bigger highlight of it. It was a big old reunion. I totally feel you, Logan. I presented four papers um, back in Boston. Oh, sorry, that was four papers in a panel. And that was, yeah, it was just absolutely wild and I'll never do it again. So I feel like this year I'm actually making up for that because I didn't present any papers. I had uh, papers canceled at the last minute um, and papers canceled earlier in the, in the, in the cycle uh, due to administrative and scheduling and visa issues and stuff like that. But um, yeah, i I actually really enjoy just not having any papers to present at all. Um, and just be able to, um, to chill for a bit. And I feel like it makes it up for the crazy year that we had back in Boston in what, 2017 or whenever it was when I decided I put in for everything and everything got accepted. And that was really, really, really stupid. Um, so I feel you, Logan. I'm actually in the same boat as Chris because last year at SBL, I presented three papers and it was a similar thing of, you know, submitting a few, thinking one would get accepted and then they all did. And uh, I was stressed out the whole time. I didn't go to bed at 10 the way Logan did. I still um, had a little bit of fun, but I was definitely stressed out the whole time. Uh, and then this year I didn't submit anything and similar, well, not exactly like Chris, because I didn't have a cancellation, but I didn't have any obligations. And so I just had fun the whole time. And just to uh, update you all, although I was called a traitor uh, on the 200th episode, because I said- Reasons. I mean, because I said I wasn't going to the two cities Friendsgiving uh, because of- Reasons. Reasons. Because of reasons, um, I was able, despite those reasons, uh, to uh, make a, a cheeky trip to South Bend the day after Thanksgiving. And I had been here in South Bend at Amber's house uh, since Friday, and it was a blast. Um, Rev Daniel Parham was there. Dr. John Anthony Dunn was there. Uh, Jennifer Guo was there, uh, although unfortunately I missed um, uh, Thanksgiving Day at uh, Madison Pierce's house. Uh, I have, I feel like I've made up, I feel like you need to put on the record that I'm only a, like a half trader now. Yeah, 
Um, well, I feel wholly betrayed still. Okay. Um, I didn't see you, so you can call me a traitor. So, <laughs> yeah. And Nate, Nate's been there as well, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Nate, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hung out with Nate yesterday. So good. That's right. But hey, Chris, how's it been for you? You've been all alone. Well, I, I actually caught up with uh, Chris Song um, on the way back to Australia. Um, caught up in uh, down Anaheim, and we almost I almost caught up with with Nate, but um, my all the the tiredness from um, SBL kicked in, and I was absolutely wiped, and we didn't I didn't make breakfast. So wow, what a tragedy! You didn't make breakfast. Wow. Well, sorry, I didn't make breakfast with Nate. Um, I did have serious FOMO about uh, missing out on Friendsgiving though. That looked absolutely amazing. I feel like sometimes with our uh, the size of team these days and the FOMO of what goes on without being able to to catch up with everyone. I mean, Friendsgiving only had like half of the or even under half of the team together. Uh, it, it gets a bit wild when you consider what everyone was doing at that time. And I think part of that is um, even for this episode, we can't even get uh, the most of the team together who was at SBL, let alone the entire team. Um, and so uh, Grace Emmett uh, was also uh, at SBL and presented. Uh, she presented on her work in reimagining Paul um, and thinking about uh, what it looks like uh, to to think about Paul visually and in, in sort of visual exegesis uh, and her uh, ongoing project with the University of Sheffield um, of, of the same name, which is currently around touring a whole bunch of different UK venues um, and con contributing to sort of the conversation about what like so contributing to the conversation as to who Paul is uh, within the modern space uh, as well as uh, from unlocking biblical texts um, and the interpretation of those uh, throughout. So you can actually check out her project on uh, reimaginingpaul.co.uk uh, and yeah, do have a look. It's, it's really good. And now for some of the additional highlights that we had from the conferences going beyond uh, the papers that we gave, things that stood out to us, uh, papers that we heard that we appreciated, uh, as well as uh, maybe some books that we were excited to pick up or people we were excited to uh, sit down and chat with. I had dinner with, um, again, I mentioned earlier, my friend Brian Dyer, but also Jen Strawbridge from Oxford. And I really like Jen a lot. And it was really fun to be able to chat with her and catch up and everything. So I think that was a highlight for me. Um, but yeah, and getting to see all of you, I think I had to work too hard this conference and didn't get to have as much fun. So I'm uh, I'm thinking I need to have a, a paper free here next year because it sounds like Chris and Jen had a lot more fun than we did, Logan. Yeah, I'm mega jealous. <laughs> I had so much fun. And again, it was so wonderful after last year of no fun. Um, and I remember going in being really frustrated that all of the Paul units were at the same time. And as much as I was like scheduling meetups with people, I still had you know a lot of papers I wanted to go to, but I ended up skipping most of the papers that I even had on my schedule because when I was in a great conversation with somebody, I just didn't really want to uh, leave and go to a paper. So I don't think I'm a great model of uh, how to take an SPL. I, I think that perhaps I should have gone to some more papers. Um, one session that I really enjoyed that I think is perhaps a bit more unique at SPL was this year's history of biblical interpretation session. And that was actually IBR. And this session focused on um, the more like forgotten or little known voices. And um, 
I was really struck by one line that Dr. Max Lee said at one point, and he was like, why is it that when white people do scholarship, it's normative and it's for everyone, but then, you know, an Asian American reading is just for the Asians or Latino reading is just for the Latinos. And that was a particularly striking line, but that whole session was really incredible. And what made it even better was that when we were there, they actually shared a Google Drive of syllabi with us. So everyone that was speaking had already taught classes where all of the reading really focused on forgotten voices, female voices, minoritized voices, and they shared their syllabi, which is really incredible. And I'm really looking forward to using some of those resources in the future. Yeah, that was also one of my favorite um, uh, sessions. Max Lee's paper was great. Grant Lamarquant's um, uh, paper was 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 great as well. All the different uh, topics that they brought up related to uh, underrepresented voices or, or marginalized voices, and and the ways that they talked about, you know, constructively. Um, uh, incorporating you know different types of text or different types of resources it got beyond some of the kind of simple ways that that's often talked about and i i just really appreciated that that session a lot um but i think the my biggest highlight in terms of uh papers that i listened to because i also didn't present this year although i did organize the um the beer event uh like 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 usual although this year was atypical because we met at a big brewery with loads of space uh which was actually like really ideal um for for just a uh informal gathering uh but next year we'll get back to uh kind of the typical uh bring your own and share uh sort of uh splar event but my favorite paper was isn't was in a session on food and, and gender and sex sexuality and it was a paper on judges and it was about how uh how to read Samson's masculinity in particular based upon the way that he is portrayed relative to food and I thought it was just a really interesting and creative take and she talked about the the um the presenter Anna Marsh uh she's local here uh in in Minneapolis uh St. Paul and uh she she talked about how you know, there's different types of masculinities, you know, she, she talks talks about a number of them, talks about how kind of the stereotype with Samson is that he's a man's man, et cetera, et cetera. But she was talking about in relation to food, like she started to sort of complicate this a little bit more and, and highlight the way that recent authors have spoken about him as kind of being like a man child or like, you know, these different things that he's not quite just this like macho man. There's like some complicating factors with him, which was really interesting. But she said probably the best category, or at least the category that she's choosing to use for the sake of the project is the category of the dude. And she says that, you know, basically Samson is a bit like, um, you know, he's a bit ambivalent. He's also a bit sort of underachieving. And then she goes, you know, in a word, the dude abides and just the whole room erupted just absolutely erupted uh at not least me i shouted yes uh almost as loud as i could um out of jubilation because that was probably the best line in sbl history um and i just uh, absolutely loved it so it was such a fun paper it was really enjoyable she basically dug into like dude food diet books uh which was super interesting just noted noting the different sort of gendered ways that like like dieting and cooking is spoken of when it's, you know, targeting men and specifically dudes, right? Not just uh, men broadly, but this kind of dude category, super fun, super interesting. And uh, yeah, I, I love the idea of thinking about Samson as a dude. So two highlights, breakfast with Madison. Uh, 
And then, uh, and also Madison's paper on um, Tumat Metz on dead body impurity and red heifer ritual in Hebrews was very, Thank very you. good. Um, one of the other panelists recognized this correctly. Um, <laughs> and uh, Adam Johnson recognized this uh, as, as often. Uh, and then the, again, the, the panel I did, I uh, was on... Um, I was really honored to be on. Um, it was um, um, Atalia Omer, uh, who is a um, who's at Notre Dame, um, uh, has written a book called um, "Reimagining Jewishness in Solidarity with Palestinians." Uh, Dangun Bonura, who is a PhD student at Notre Dame, um, working on uh, the Quran, and is from Bethlehem. Christian Palestinian from Bethlehem. Um, and then um, Judith Norman, who is involved with um, Jewish Voices of Peace. Uh, and then strangely myself, <laughs> uh, I felt very uh, out of place there as someone who is um, the least qualified person to be on that panel, but I was able to share um, some uh, thoughts about the um, American Christian responses to uh, October 7th in the last uh, month and a half. And that was really good and really powerful. Uh, and some of that will be coming out on a podcast uh, called Across the Divide, uh, which you can look up. Um, and some of the recordings from that will, will come out um, uh, soon. So, yeah. One, one of the things I've noticed uh, this year, and it probably fits into that overall theme of FOMO that we've been thinking about uh, and we've been talking about um, is all of the the sessions that I was interested in or that I was participating uh, with, have participated with in the past or I work with um, we're all basically on the same day. So all of the Johanna literature, all of uh, connecting John was on the Monday and except for I think one session on the Saturday. And so uh, Monday itself was just like full on back to back papers basically all day long um, and then trying to cram in meetings with my students and stuff like that in between. Uh, which was great, but it meant that everything else got sh shoved to the to the margins on that day. And so um, I, I feel like sometimes when, when we get these sort of scheduling things, uh, it then becomes really hard to figure out what, what the best part of a day is. Um, and uh, it, there were so many different highlights from that one day, all of which were kind of blurring together because uh, so many people were doing uh, work in the same space. But I think... Um, one of the one of the, the things that um I've I really enjoyed was hearing Adele Reinhardt's uh, reflecting on um was, well continuing to reflect on her scholarship and her her engagement in the academy over the last uh, decades uh, and thinking about her work in John um, if you remember back a little while ago we had her on to think about anti Judaism and she said that uh, a while ago she said that she wouldn't do anything more in John and yet here she is again still. Uh, you know, showing showing dudes what's up um, in in sessions and and really bring uh, some light and fire uh, to to things uh, within those sessions. And so I really appreciate that. Um, and it's just in, enjoyable just to be able to to think more about uh, uh, issues of enmity and uh, and supersessionism in the fourth gospel. Yeah, I, I only had the opportunity to go to one of Logan's papers, um, the one on 11 Kemal Kizadek. 
And it's certainly one that I've been super interested in because, you know, 11Q Melchizedek is potentially, um, you know, something that comes, or it's definitely something that comes up in literature on Hebrews. Um, so I really love the creative exploration of what's going on in the Qumran literature and then what's going on in the New Testament. Um, and it's really representative of just some of the best things about Logan's work because it's so detailed, but it also is really creative and beautiful. And so I really appreciated being there. And um, he had a couple of questions that were not super generous, um, but he handled them super well. So it was, it was also fun to watch him so masterfully handle the Q&A. Certainly that blending of disciplines and engagement in uh, multiple languages as well, uh, and, and this, the, the sheer knowledge of the secondary literature and um, and even all the primary sources is um, is what what Logan does so well. It's a, it's really cool. And on that, Madison, um, I think there's something that you and I were talking about um, when we we're at SBL, and, and there's there's a weird thing where um, the whole uh, statement designed as a question, which is really just a statement to show off um, people, uh, you know, what they're thinking or or something that they're working on. Like you get statements like, "Well, I'm working on a commentary on dot dot dot." Um, I feel like that almost actually diminished this year. There was, it feels like there was less of it, but at the same time, I feel like because there was less of it overall, what we saw of it became so much more stark. And so that's, it's, I guess, just a meta commentary on SBL. And I don't know what was, what's caused that, but um, it feels like there was less of that sort of posturing and conflict, uh, but it meant that any, the posturing and conflict that we did see uh, was just so much more obvious. Um, yeah, I was talking to another scholar about this and she was saying the same thing. Like she actually feels more hopeful about academia um, because it feels like people are starting to be more attentive to these dynamics. And when people are behaving or misbehaving in these ways, it feels so much more transgressive. And I think that was my experience when I was at SNTS as well, where it's like, this stuff is still totally happening and probably happened more at SNTS, but it didn't feel like it was okay. Like ever, you know, it seemed like there was a shared understanding that that's like somebody being pesky. It's really interesting for me to hear y'all say that it seems like overall there's less of this kind of posturing and these um, uh, comments on one's own work disguises questions and whatnot, because I was in one session where there was not a single genuine question and every single person pointed to their own work and their own publications. And sometimes it was not related at all. And I think a lot of us can probably guess what type of unit this happened in, <laughs> because I think this definitely is more common in some areas than others. Uh, and for me, some of you know that I've recently sort of um, changed my focus and this session was an area that I really, really love. And so for the first time I was like, well, at least I won't have to deal with that because this kind of thing is definitely more common in certain areas of our discipline than others, I think. Yeah, it's gonna take uh, longer to sort of change in certain disciplines. But I think one of the, the interesting bits is that uh, people are willing to have these conversations. Um, like we're not the only ones uh, out on the, on the fringe somewhere having these sort of conversations, but it's the sort of reflections which I've heard uh, from others um, around, the, around the discipline um, and lots of people really starting to think about, well, what does what's the discipline that we want to have 
what what do we want it to look like uh, in 20, 30 years? Um, so, yeah. And I, I certainly Madison and I were, were chatting long and extensively at, at various points during SBL on this. So, All right. Well, that's, uh, I think, enough from us about our time at SBL. Now we will shift and listen to some recordings of various people that we bumped into at the bookstalls at SBL. There's a lot of background noise, but I think you can hear everyone uh, just fine, even as the audio levels do shift uh, quite a bit. But without further ado, here are some of the short interviews that we did with people at SBL. All right, so uh, this is John hanging out in the SBL bookstalls with Brian Dyer of Baker Academic. Brian, how's SBL going for you this hey, year? Hey, it's going really well. It's good to see you. It's good to see you as well. And uh, yeah, you know, being being an editor, it's kind of a different experience. So it's a lot of meeting with people. It's um, checking out where manuscripts are at, talking about new projects. So yeah, so it's it's great. It's been right. a busy, busy couple of days well, and you know you're an academic and you're presenting and writing stuff like yeah. so how much of that do you get to take in on the publishing side of things yeah unless i get to do a paper it's rare that i get to break away okay so, go so to it's a more session. meetings and things right although i would love to yeah because yeah, yeah. a lot of good ideas are there and i could track them down okay but yeah i'm just so busy yeah, yeah yeah so how much of your time is people pitching projects to you versus you trying to like seal the deal with a contributor that you'd love to right have? let me reframe that how much of it is me trying to avoid people coming up to me <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um so brian I, I, I'm gonna... <laughs> I think 90 percent are are i'm catching up on where manuscripts are at ah. and and there's not a lot of pitching Sure. Um, but at the reception, that's where a lot of it happens. Brilliant. And at, and at the Baker Academic That's reception. what I mean. Yes. Right. Right. So like, I'm, I'm stuck in a room, and so I can't, you know, I can't get anywhere. So it's a good time to... <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. Well, we appreciate your time, and we hope that more people run up to you and pitch something to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to discourage up. people talking to me about <laughs> books. I'm, I'm mostly joking. But, but send me an email instead. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Hey, this is Madison Pierce from the Bookstalls. I'm talking with Christoph Heilig. So, Christoph, what have you been up to at the conference? Well, I've mostly been sick uh, and in Aww. bed, but uh, I managed to get out today um, of my room and just trying to meet people here, introducing my new team uh, that does research with me in Munich to the various people around the world. But it's a great opportunity just to connect with them here. That's awesome. And tell us about your new project. Yeah, it, it's a project about narratology, so about the study of the narratives in the Bible and early Christianity. And what we are looking at specifically is the topic of focalization or narrative perspective. And that has to do with the basic recognition that we can distinguish between the questions, the questions who speaks and who sees in a narrative. So one and the same narrator can talk about the same event in very different ways depending on through whose eyes we look at these events. And that's something that has been largely ignored in exegesis, but we want to see like through whose eyes are we looking at the events of Jesus' life, death and resurrection, and perhaps also which perspectives have been marginalized throughout the centuries. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds awesome. Thanks for talking with us, Christoph. John Dunn here again in the bookstall uh, for SBL at the Zondervan Academic uh, booth, and I'm here with Kent Hendricks, who's marketer of Zondervan Academic. 
Kent, how's your SPL going so far? It's been great. Yeah? We've seen lots of people, sold lots of books. This is basically a marketing event for you guys. I mean, is that how you would view like, you know, your booth and all this? Like, like how do you, how would you articulate that from a marketing perspective? Yeah, we have a couple goals. One of them is definitely marketing. Yeah. Uh, book sales are important, but also important are uh, offering exam copy requests to professors and talking to them about, you know, the books they use for their classes and also talking to authors yeah yourself wonderful so um, one of your new books this year is NT writes into the heart of romance how's that going very good yeah we are just about out of stock oh fantastic so that's a good problem to have well that's excellent well I was really uh, grateful to have an opportunity to write a, write a blurb uh, for the book and uh, one of the things that I noticed is in the fall catalog y'all took a snippet of my blurb uh, and used just a little line from it and and I just, I have to say, I, I wonder, I would like to know who, who made that decision. I can't name names. <laughs> okay, because because the line that y'all took is, right, invite rights readers to see that Paul's letter to the Romans is like a complex city with intricate networks of districts and streets, which is like, it, it kind of makes it sound like I think that Romans is a map or something, um, but I was making a play on uh, uh, the Romans Road. Um, because <laughs> the rest of the line is, it's much more elaborate than a short commute down the Romans Road can convey. And I feel like without the Romans Road line, that snippet makes me sound so dumb. And I want to know, why did you do me so wrong? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can I, can I, however, read to you my favorite endorsement for this book? Please, please, please. All right. Like a falcon in a dive, Tom Wright takes readers on a majestic and soaring flight through Romans 8. The heart of Paul's letter to the Roman house churches and keeps going. Do we know who that's from? Who is it from? It's Michael Bird. <laughs> oh, Michael Bird! So good. Like a falcon in a dive. So Favorite good. line from any endorsement of any book so we've good. received in a long time. Love that. Love that. Well, I just wanted to mess with you because when I saw it in the catalog, I laughed so hard and I've, I've showed a few people and just, I feel like, A, contextually, that snippet makes makes it sound like I think Romans is a map. But I feel like without the Romans Road comment, it doesn't work. It's really, it's really a map to your career, John. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, Kent, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for all you do. Cheers. Cheers. It's Madison Pierce again in the bookstalls. I'm talking to Travis West, who is my colleague. Uh, and so, Travis, how's it been? It's been awesome. Yeah? What, yeah. Are, what are some of the highlights? Um, yeah, so uh, the probably the best highlight is seeing people. Um, I love coming to SBL to reconnect with people. I've had random run-ins. I've had pre-planned run-ins. Um, all of them have been fabulous. I've gone to several great sessions. Um, and uh, I have, uh, I, I did a paper presentation. That was really fun. Awesome. And it was both a highlight and a low light. Um, the low light was that I realized at 9 o'clock in the morning that the session started at 9 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> and I thought it started at 9.30. <gasps> and so I was late to my own session, but thankfully I was the fourth paper out of four. So what I was able to sneak in the back. Um, that was fun. As a program unit chair, I, <laughs> I am that more disappointed in you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I was very disappointed in myself. I'll... I'll uh, yeah, it was uh, not the way I wanted to introduce myself to the other presenters, but Quite all right. um, it was really fun. Uh, also, another highlight has been seeing my book at awesome. uh, the Glossa House exhibit, or the booth stall, and it just came out a couple weeks ago, and so it was really fun to like, hold it in my hand and uh, 
sort of talked to people about it, and there have been some people who have been interested in it, which is also really fun. What's the title? The title is The Art of Biblical Performance. Awesome. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. So, Madison Pierce again, talking to you, Holly Beers in the bookstall. So, Holly, what has been a highlight of the conference for you so far? I was on a panel with Beverly Roberts Scaventa. And I intentionally, that's why I said yes to being on the panel. Yeah. And I intentionally went early so I could talk to her and become friends with her. And I think it worked because I was having breakfast this morning with Brian Dyer and she came up and said, good morning, Holly. That's the dream. I know. <laughs> that's it's awesome. Very exciting. That's awesome. So I've always wanted to meet her. Yeah, she's amazing. That was a highlight. And just seeing old friends and even you in the, in the book area. I mean, this is why I come to SPL. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Holly. Thanks. Hey, Chris here. I'm here with Andrew King of Midwestern. Uh, how's your SPL been? Well, Chris, every time I get to spend with you is just good quality time. So uh, SPL has been great. Uh, no, seriously, it's, uh, it's fun every year to gather with friends that you see once a year, doing good work, to hear how everyone's families are doing, see the good kingdom work people are doing all around the world, uh, new books. It's, it's just amazing to be friends with such amazing human beings. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. But this has been a great year. San Antonio is really fun but I am very looking forward to being in San Diego next year. Nice. Uh, you've been involved with a new initiative, Every King, Every... Every, every Voice. You knew in, yeah. You've been involved with a new initiative, Every yes. Voice. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, what's been happening? Yeah, so our organization is called Every Voice, a Center for Kingdom Diversity and Christian Theological Education. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we want to see Christian theological education reflect the beauty of the kingdom of God and all of its global diversity. Uh, so we want to see the works of ethnic minority and majority world scholars really championed and made accessible uh, for people who are teaching, people who are preaching, all of these things. Uh, so we've got a website with a searchable database to make those works easy to find. So if you're teaching a class on Acts or whatever, uh, you can get on our website and you can find diverse sources that you can require for your class. Uh, we also have mentoring groups and just other things that we're, we're really excited about. Awesome, awesome. And so every voice, get on it. And is there anything else that you, you want to spruit from the last uh, few days here at, e at SPL and you were at ETS as well? Yes, yes, I was at ETS and SPL. It's a, a very long week. Uh, but it is, uh, it's always just so much fun to, to see. So lots of, I mean, we're here in the book room. I'm just looking around, seeing all these amazing titles by my friends. And so people should just buy lots of books. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. All right. So Chris here again in the book hall with Drew Johnson. Yeah. Uh, how have you, how's your uh, SPL yeah, been? So exhausting. Been exhausting, as per usual. As per usual. We, we haven't, haven't seen you in the yard house yeah. this year. <laughs> Funny enough, I just had lunch there. Yeah, that was the I first time I was there just now. I just came back from there, so. Yeah. So uh, that, that is rather a pity when it's not in our conference hotels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what's been your highlight from SVL? Uh, my podcast, On Script. <laughs> we did a live event last night with Sandra Galan and her. We're gonna need to cut that. And our, her book, uh, Nobody's Mother on Artemis and Ephesus, mind-blowing book, uh, and she's fantastic in person. She's funny. She's hilarious, actually. Um, and so, yeah, we had a fun time last night. And then um, 
Just meetings, yeah, lots yeah, of meetings. Yeah. So many possibilities, so much work stacked up for so many years. Yeah, yeah and, and for cool. someone like me with ADHD, yeah. you know, that, it, that is just rather intoxicating, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I also, I have not been diagnosed, but I've self-diagnosed as yeah. ADHD. So well, yes. we're both psych backgrounds, so we're allowed to do that. That's right, exactly. I have an undergrad in psych, so I can do anything. Yeah. I can do all things through the power of a bachelor's in psych. Yeah. And so, so what's up next on, on the... For me, on the horizon for you, you've just got a new book out. I got a book out, and then I'm going to. I'm looking at different vocations outside of academics. Carpet cleaning is the one that I got stuck on that YouTube channel where they just clean the really dirt. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It, it's so intoxicating, and the the sense of satisfaction. And you definitely like, have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> and a job done, like you can point to that carpet and be like, I cleaned that today. So. I'm thinking seriously about that, um, but I, I'm kind of open to a lot of things, not just carpet cleaning. So, so you can TikTok cat videos next. Well, obviously, I, I mean I, I do those on the side anyway. It's it's uh, Milo the cat uh, at Milo the cat. At Milo the cat. Okay, yeah, Milo the cat. You can, you can find me there. Thanks, Drew. Good good to talk, and we'll look forward to seeing what's next on the horizon. I can't wait to hear myself on this episode. Uh, Chris here uh, in the book hall with David Moffat and Jamie Davies, uh, Trinity, well, other way around, University of Cincinnati and Trinity College Bristol, respectively. Uh, what's been your highlight, David, of SPL? Highlight? Well, I've, I've had an SPL full of meetings with uh, prospective students, and it's always that's always fun. You get to hear about fresh ideas. Um, and I have enjoyed a couple papers, but yeah, it's been a very working SPL this year. Yeah. And Jamie? Um, I know there's been loads. I've just come from um, the uh, book panel review session with Anne Jervis on her new book on Paul and Time, and that was just a really great conversation. Like one of those panels where people are asking good questions and doing so in good faith and there's good responses and everyone feels like they come away a bit better so yeah, that's that's got to be one of the highlights for me one of those great moments so enjoyed that nice perfect good to talk to you both and yeah, see you there i'm here with mariam kamel coalition from regent college uh mariam how's your sbl been it's been uh it's been quite good actually i brought my seven month old however so it's been a very different experience i would say yeah you you're posting on facebook about it but beforehand uh, yeah. the first experience of having a baby at, at uh, physically at sbl it ha but it hasn't been too bad it has not i was lucky in that i could bring my mother so the baby's been able to have her normal naps and her normal schedule more or less and uh so that's helped a significant amount i don't know how i would have done it without that um but it definitely paces you differently because I'm tied to her, so I have to return back to the room every three to four hours yeah. and take long breaks. And so I have done less of this crazy socializing, which maybe is why I'm not quite as sick as I usually am at this point in the conference. Well, it's one of the things I, I want to, like, we're really glad that you're able to do that because, yeah. I mean, for so many women say that it's having kids is so tough on the academic career and so oh it definitely um, is i don't know yeah. that my brain is at level of full engagement but i was able to ask one question so there's yeah, there's there starting glimpses of my brain returning so <laughs> well, it is hard what are the other highlights that have been for, for you um probably uh last night i was at um oh goodness it was a ibr session on international scholars and that was delightful to get to see how IBR is working with some of the international scholars and starting to promote and give resources for um, the rest of us who would like to use scholarship from around the globe. Um, so that was great and IBR of course is always lovely and then obviously the James Peter Jude group is just the best part of SBL that everybody should attend. 
Well, I think we might have to differ on that, but I did, I did quite like the Every Voice event last night. That was quite good. <laughs> it's good. Thank Thanks you. so much, Miriam. You're welcome. Thanks to you. All right, Chris here. We're in the book hall, and I have a whole swathe of people who are fighting to get away from me at the moment. We have Matt Sharp, Paul Sloan, Eric Fosterwin, and Dave Burnett. What's been the highlights of your SBL? Oh, um, definitely Logan's paper about 11Q Melchizedek and all of the other texts. That was amazing. That was an amazing and absolute tour de force. I'm not gonna. I'm choosing not to be insulted because my paper was right before that, um, which apparently uh, Matt did not uh, choose to praise or. I wasn't there. For it. I, only, I, I only came in for Logan's. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I said, Paul, yours was still amazing. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. It, um, it, it would have been my favorite if I were there. Let me know that that Logan's was just a tour de force. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's true. It was. Um, yeah, I really liked. Um, listening to the questions to Logan's paper. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and his responses what, to What was the highlight of the questions to Logan's yeah, yeah. paper? Uh, a, a bit of a, like a, a comment, not a question, that he then began, he began to ask a long question. And he says, I wonder if you have any thoughts on that. And Logan said, I, I do. Uh, and proceeded to answer it quite well. He had lots so, of thoughts. Yeah. Logan always has lots of thoughts. Eric. Yeah, so mine would be uh, taking naps in between sessions and then uh, hanging out with the two cities folks. That was fun. There you go. David, uh, I have two. The, the response to my paper was awesome. I love that. Uh, and then uh, Jason Staples' book review. It's just, he's a good friend. This has been a long, long time coming, so it's a very emotional moment. And I'm very happy for him and proud of him. Nice. So, David, what did you actually present on? Uh, it was called Star Differs from Star. It's a line from 1 Corinthians 1541. And it's about celestial hierarchicalism and Exodus tradition that is informing Paul's resurrection mythos. Nice. Eric, what, What's you the what were the papers you presented? Yeah, so I had uh, one on um, beauty and Calaroe in comparison with Doxa and John, Jesus' uh, Doxa and John. And I had another one looking at travel cycles in Apollonia, Satiana, and John 4. Nice. And Paul? I co-presented with Logan uh, on Romans 14, arguing it's all about idol food. He's not, just not calling on your hotels, isn't he? <laughs> right. And then uh, on Matthew 12, sort of on Jesus' legal self-defense in the Sabbath controversy. Nice. You, you didn't. I did, yes. You did? Yeah. I did present. I I presented on Paul as an intellectual, um, comparing his physics with the myth Nice. Well, hope you've had a good SBL, and we'll talk to you later. Fantastic. All right, and that concludes the brief interviews that we did in the SBL book stalls. And that concludes our SBL 2023 wrap-up and debrief episode. It was wonderful to see everyone, and uh, it's always my favorite time of the year. Very much looking forward to next year already in San Diego. So see you in San Diego for SBL 2024. Cheers. <laughs>